And now, Opal Brand Soap presents another exciting episode of The Midnight Sleuth. Tonight's episode, So Many Jewels, So Little Timons. Our story begins at the Genderelli Fine Art Museum, late at night. I don't know about this one, Charlie. I just can't seem to make heads or tails out of it. That's because it's upside down, you knucklehead. Really? How can you tell? Have you ever seen a woman stand on her head like that? That's a woman? Ah, that's enough of that. Come on, we're supposed to be on patrol. Hey, Charlie, what's your hurry? You know no one's smart enough to break into this joint. You said so yourself last month of the annual security guard potluck. Yeah, 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 I know what I said. But it doesn't mean I don't want to still keep a lookout. Look out for what? Wolves? Wait, you don't think there are wolves in here, do you? No, for no good thieves trying to grab a few things to make sure they can retire early. Psh, you're overreacting, Charlie. Ain't no one gonna get in here. This place is like a prison. Except the thieves are on the outside, and we're on the... Um, wait, I don't really understand this metaphor. Yeah, still, it's this thing I'm worried about. What, the piece of red rock? It's not just any piece of rock there, Boz. It's the Hudson Gem, a piece of red barrel that's a very, very rare gemstone and the largest piece anywhere in the world. I always thought it was a giant marble. Would you take this seriously? Hey, I am. Look, there's nothing to worry about when it comes to that... thing. It's in the middle of a giant room. The closest window is three stories up, which, by the way, doesn't open. And did I mention that it's surrounded by laser beams? I'm well aware of the security protocols that have been put in place for it. After all, I was the one who was there the day they delivered it. You were? Where was I? I don't know, sleeping in the janitor's closet, probably. Oh, yeah. Say, since we're talking about it, why do you think it hums? You know... I asked the same question when they delivered it. And? They told me to mind my own business. Sounds to me like they're hiding something. Yeah, don't overreact. They ain't hiding anything. Oh sure, a rare stone ball that hums and needs more protection than the Mona Lisa. I'm sure I'm not being... What was that? I don't know. Sounds like it came from near the room. Yeah, near the Hudson gem. Come on! Barnes, do you see anyone? No, I don't see anything at all. And that goes double for our gem. Look! The gem. It's gone. But how? We were only out of the room for a minute. Are they going to take this out of our paychecks? Oh, shut up. We need to call the police. They need to find this gem. Ah, yes. I see. So what you're saying... Yes, but you must understand my side of things here. I would expect more from someone with your name. No, no. Oh, don't worry. It was an honest mistake, I suppose. Yes? Goodbye. Midnight, who are you on the phone with? Ah, Linda. That was the operator. Did you know that she doesn't actually operate on anyone? It was very misleading. Why were you... Any word yet on Detective Davis's return? No, he's still away on assignment. Looks like it might be a while, too. That's too bad. I'm starting to forget what size shoe he wears. That's a lie. I can never forget. Right. Do we have any new cases to work on? Nothing yet. But I'm sure we'll be hearing that phone ring in any minute now. Any minute now. 
It will ring. Uh, midnight. Ah, see? I'm psychic. The Midnight Sleuth Detective Agency, the sleuth finds the truth. How can I help you? Yes, we worked with Detective Davis when he was here. There's been a robbery at the Genderelli Fine Art Museum? Oh, he has. Yes, we'll be there right away. Goodbye. Midnight, there's been... I'm not going. What? Why not? I do not allow myself to sink to the level of art theft cases. They're so... Cliché. Besides, that building smells funny. Makes my nose run. Oh, really? What if I said a particular someone has already been asking questions down there? No. Surely you mustn't be referring to... Uh Uh-huh. Then I accept this cliché case, Linda. Come on. It's off to the Genderelli Museum of Fine Art. Grab some tissues. I might need them later. This building is big. It just keeps going. We must have made like four left turns since the front door. Detective Howard? Ms. Talbot, I presume? Yes, sir. And this is... That's you. Oh, my. The Midnight Sleuth. Yes, Davis has mentioned you a few times. Thought you'd be... Less amazing and gorgeous than I am? Charter was the word. Ah, yes. My mother said it was gangly. Detective Howard, you said something was stolen. What was it exactly? Follow me and I'll show you. She always thought I'd play basketball. The item that was stolen was the Hudson Gem, a rare gem that's more valuable than diamond and a hundred times harder to find. This artifact was the largest known solid piece in the world. And someone broke in and took it? Yes, but there's a slight problem. This gem was heavily guarded with an array of lasers surrounding its case, as well as being in the middle of an open room with no close entry point. It's almost as if the gem just vanished. Impossible. There's only one kind of vanishing gem known to man, and last I knew it was located in London. Last you knew? It's a vanishing gem, Linda. It comes and goes quite frequently, hence the name. Actually, the last known whereabouts of the famed Le Joya de Clarence was on protective display at the Louvre in Paris, under a piece of cloth to make sure it's still there. Miss Talbot, midnight, I'd like to introduce you to... I know who he is. Hello, daybreak gumshoe. <laughs> Hello, Linda. Hello, Daybreak. How have you been? Ouch. I'm sensing a little hostility towards me. You aren't still mad at me after all these years. Oh, no, of course not. It's completely normal for someone to run off in the middle of a date because he suddenly realized who the killer was numerous times. Hey, you know I'm sorry about that. It comes with a job. Besides, I helped put Guy Polar away that night, whom need I remind you was behind over a dozen murders, thefts, and terrible lounge acts. Um, hello? General hostility towards you from over here as well, sir. Yes, Midnight, we're all aware you don't like me. Are we? Are we? Yes, we are. It's pretty obvious. I could tell right away. Well, good. As long as we're all on the same page. Detective Cop Guy, please continue. Um, right. So, as I was saying, the Hudson gem was under high security as it sat on top of this pedestal. There were two guards who saw the gem just moments before it vanished. They can attest to the fact that no one was in here before it disappeared. And where are the guards now? They're right over here. Midnight, daybreak, this is... Allow me. This is Charles Philip McHenry, age 58, married with three children, been a security guard for the last 30 years, but secretly wanted to be an herbologist. And this is Kenneth Stephen Barnes, age 34, never married, but has a girlfriend of two years, dropped out of high school at 15, worked for his father's garage until 22, and then moved to the city to find work. This is the latest of a string of jobs that lasts no more than two weeks. (gasps) Wow. 
I'm impressed. Hey, that's spot on. Hey, I dropped out when I was 17. Ooh, I can recite a person's backstory without them telling me. Ha! Nice trick there, Daybreak dumb shoe. But I can do it too. Oh, please. Wow us with your skills. All right, I will. My name is Midnight Sleuth. No one knows my real name, including myself. My shoe size is 12 and 7 eighths, a rare size that only a single shoemaker in the entire country can make, and I like donuts covered in honey instead of frosting. And this is Linda. She's my lady person. She works at a football statement. Newspaper. Whatever. See? Oh, yes. You are quite the expert at this. Thank you. While you boys play with your swords, can I please ask the two men some questions? Of course, Linda. I apologize. Wait. We can have swords now? Linda, you said I couldn't have one. Thank you. So you two were in the room right before the gem was stolen? That's correct, ma'am. We were here looking at it. And we weren't out of the room for more than a minute before we heard a noise and rushed back in to see it was gone. And no one was around after you came back in here? No, nobody. Well, except us when we came back in. <gasps> Charlie, you don't think we did it, do you? Honestly, it was like they simply vanished. I've worked this museum for the last ten years. I know every part of it, inside and out. And there's no way someone could have gotten past the lasers and out of sight in that short of time. Well, uh, actually, there are a few ways. There have been a few individuals over the years that have been able to slow time just long enough to do something like this. Oh, please. The old stopping time trick is so old-fashioned. The last person to do it was Never Aging Thomas, and it was well over 300 years ago. Personally, I'd like to think the culprits did something far more realistic. Like what? He... teleported. Ha! Right. Amateur. I'm sorry, what did you say? Nothing. Them's fighting words. I have you know Linda throws a mean left hook. Midnight, stop it. Go ahead and hide behind the real brains of your operation while I go off and solve this case. Would you like to bet, sir? Yeah, yeah, I think I do. I bet you that I will solve this case first. Ha! <laughs> you wish. I will solve it and have the person behind it arrested before you can even spell your name backwards. E-O-H-S-M-U-G-K-A-E-R-B-Y-A-D. I did not say go yet. Fine, but there's a deadline. We have until dawn to solve this case and not a second later. All right? All right. By dawn, you mean... 6 a.m. Ah, of course. I just figured it'd be a nice even time. Ah, yes, I agree. Just wanted to make sure, especially with daylight savings time and all. Right, uh, I understand. Could be confusing. We'll be back here at dawn. The winner gets the reward while the loser gets the shame in knowing he's just not as good as me. Deal. Wait, what? Good luck. You're gonna need it. Ha! I make my own luck, Daybreak. Besides, I've already got a few clues to tell me who did it. You're the one that needs to be taking the good luck because without it, you're... He can't hear me anymore, can he? Midnight, be honest. I've... got nothing. Um, can we go, or will we be needed for more questioning? Midnight? Miss Talbot? No, Detective, we're done for now. If we think of anything, we'll be sure to let you know. Thank you, gentlemen. Anytime, miss. You know, Linda, I've been thinking. Why would someone want to steal this rare and expensive gem unless he was purposely trying to get back on your good side? Midnight, please. Are you actually saying the Daybreak Gumshoe stole the gem and showed up to solve the case just to impress me? Well, yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. That's ridiculous. Is it, Linda? Is it? Yes, it is. Besides, nothing he could do could win me back after what he pulled in the past. Nothing? No, nothing. Not even if he gave you a pizza where the pepperoni spelled out your name? Not even a... Wait, what? Then in that case, we need to solve this cliché mystery in record time so we can promptly shove his nose in it and commence with the name-calling. Come on, Linda. We need to research the crime scene. For clues.
Um, midnight? We're already at the crime scene. I knew that. Let's have a look around. So the gem sat on top of this display in the middle of the open room. There was no one around except for the guards who saw it still on display not more than 15 seconds before it vanished. The laser security beams had not been tripped or turned off. Meaning someone simply didn't reach up like this and grab Can hold I of wait? the... Wait, I lost my page in the script. Uh... Midnight! Tonight's thrilling adventure of the Midnight Sleuth will return after this short message from Opal Brand Soap. Last week, we here at Opal Brand Soap announced that we wanted to personally thank one of you, our loyal listeners, with a pair of his and her gold Hamilton watches, valued at $120. The responses were tremendous, and after sorting through them, we have found our winner. A Mrs. Ethel Jones from Steubenville, Ohio. You are the lucky winner of a pair of his and her gold Hamilton watches. Mrs. Jones, please call us at Humboldt 10388 within the next 20 minutes to claim your prize. When asked how Opal Brand Soap has personally changed her life, Mrs. Jones said this, I can't go a single day without using Opal Brand Soap. Whether it's cleaning the kitchen floor, doing the dishes after dinner, or cleaning my husband's clothes, Opal Soap always gets rid of even the worst stains. My husband doesn't know how I do it every day and doesn't care as long as I have his clothes bright and clean in the morning. Thank you, Opal Brand Soap, for keeping my family happy. There you have it. Mrs. Ethel Jones from Steubenville, Ohio, is our lucky winner. Again, Mrs. Jones, please call Humboldt 10388 within the next 20 minutes to claim your prize. Congratulations from everyone here at Opal Brand Soap to all who submitted their answers. And now, the thrilling conclusion of The Midnight Sleuth. The laser security beams had not been tripped or turned off. Meaning someone simply didn't reach up like this and grab Can hold I of wait? the. Linda, look up. Midnight, are you okay? Well, I appear to be trapped in a metal cage of some sort. What should I do? Go get Detective Newcop and inform him of my situation. And while you're out, get me a change of pets. I will. The latter of the two brought first would be appreciated. I can definitely say that this museum has an amazing security system in place. Also, not entirely sure where this cage fell from, as I'm pretty sure that there's a skylight above the display. Ah, the mysteries of a museum. I suppose the falling of this cage proves that our thief simply didn't have lightning-fast moves and grab the gem from its pedestal. As not even the splitter could have moved fast enough to acquire the gem before the trap like a mouse in a restrictive device designed to capture their kind. And furthermore, I'm talking to myself. Midnight, I got them for you. I see that you have forgotten the pants, Linda. This is going to be awkward. Are you okay, Midnight? I am perfectly alright. I accidentally tripped the alarm while investigating. Typical. You can't go ten minutes without getting yourself in some kind of predicament. I guess we know who's winning this bet so far. Right, Linda? Whatever. Well, it appears you've gone nowhere fast there, Midnight. Ah, or so you would think. This cage is all part of a master plan that I will undoubtedly reveal by the end of this episode. Besides, what have you done? Plenty. I've found two clues, investigated three locations, and have two suspects already. What about you? I have found this shoe. Midnight, that's your shoe. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. How can you be sure? Because you're only wearing one right now. Touché. 
Midnight, we got the locksmith on his way to get you out of there, but it's going to be a while. So I'm afraid you're stuck until he arrives. Don't worry about Midnight, Detective Howard. The real professional is on the case, and he'll have this one cracked by Daybreak. Really? A play on your name? How cliche are you? Have fun solving the case inside yourself. Yeah, well, have fun shoehorning yourself into gum... Seriously, he always walks away from me when I'm trying to do my comeback. It's very annoying. Forget about him, Midnight. Who are we talking about? That's the attitude. No, really. The cage might have hit my head on its way down, and I don't remember the last few minutes. Why am I in a cage? All right. There must be an explanation for how the gem simply vanished from its display. Somehow, someone got in here without being seen, grabbed the gem, and disappeared without a trace. And gotten past the security system that I'm pointing at right now. (laughs) Bless you, Linda. Thank you. Wait, I didn't... And don't forget the guard claimed that they heard something heavy hit the ground just after they walked out of the room. Which could only mean one thing. What's that? Invisible giant thieves. So big that they hide in plain sight. Honestly, Midnight, that's even a bit of a stretch for you. I'm sorry, Linda, it's just... Being locked up in this cell has started driving me crazy. I miss my freedom, Linda, and I'm worried that I'll never see little Rocky again. You'll never see him. Well, maybe I will during visitation hours. He can talk to me through the glass window's phone Wait a minute, Midnight. I think I know who took the gem. Oh, Rocky. You were my boy, Rocky. Daddy will miss you. Midnight, snap out of it. I need to find Detective Howard. I think we just won the bet and solved the case. You realize this is a complete waste of the good detective's time, right? I mean, there's no way you two solve this case. That's what you think. Now, Daybreak, let's hear them out. We're stumped as much as everyone else, and any leads at all would be helpful. Go ahead, Miss Dobbin. Thank you, Detective Howard. Now, according to the testimonies, the guards walked in and saw the gem still on his pedestal moments before it vanished. Based upon the construction of the room and the security systems in place, there's no way anyone would have been able to remove the gem from its stand and get away. We know this already. I'm pretty sure it's been reiterated a few times now. No one could have snatched and ran with the gem. The point we're trying to make is that it's impossible to steal the gem without being caught. Which is exactly what happened. We've caught the thief in the middle of the act, but no one knew it. Midnight? Can you please watch where you're putting that blowtorch? There are certain body parts that I'd like to keep. My feet in particular. Midnight. Yes, sorry. As I was saying, our thief was cunning in his burgling of the gem and that his plan was not entirely successful. What do you mean? The thief is somewhere nearby with the gem? No, we're saying the gem never left the pedestal. What? That's ridiculous. We can all obviously see the pedestal is empty. Ah, yes. The pedestal is empty. But it's not the regular pedestal. Isn't that right, Jean Dagon? (laughs) Zotalo! Jean Dagon, the French master thief? Oui, detective. This is ridiculous. What's going on? Jean Dagon is known for one thing, his elaborate disguises. Having posed as the Venus de Milo for two weeks while waiting to steal a painting in the Louvre, only to be found out by the police when they realized he had an arm. Wait a minute. Isn't the Venus de Milo a woman? Exactly. I'm sorry, what? Using his ability to blend into his surroundings, Jean snuck into the museum undetected earlier this evening. Using a replica pedestal, he positioned himself surrounding the gem's existing display. He waited for the right moment after the guards left the room and grabbed the gem. 
is this guy fooled the guards into thinking that they were looking at the existing display of Lalonde, but in fact they were looking at the replica display that John had snuck in earlier this evening using his ability to blend into his surroundings, as I said before. John didn't trip the alarms because the lasers surround the perimeter of the display, not the gem itself. He managed to sneak past them as he deployed his phony pedestal. Then he simply waited for the guards to leave to make his escape, but never had the opportunity. We, and I would have gotten away with it too, if it wasn't for you tripping the alarm yourself. Yes, all part of my master plan to help capture you from the start. Now wait a minute, why did he want the gem in the first place? And what was that loud banging sound the guards heard that caused him to come back in here? I am a thief. I like pretty things. And the bang was my duffel bag filled with my tools falling to the ground crushing my feet. You have no idea how much I wanted to scream. I'd have to say, Jean Degon, that you're zero for dough. <laughs> really? Nothing? Boys, take Jean Degon away and contact the Paris authorities. I think they'll be happy to learn that we have one of theirs in custody. What? This is all the time I have? I hardly said anything. Where is my character development? I demand to be in another episode. You can hear about my history, my tortured youth that drove me to this, this thievery. Oh, beautiful freedom. I'm a free man again. Midnight, it's been 15 minutes. Has it? Well, Linda, let me tell you. On the inside, 15 minutes feels like forever. Midnight, uh, I have to ask. How did you figure out the display was fake? How did you know it was him? Well, actually, I thought the thief had stolen the invisible gem from Paris and used it to hide himself by the pedestal, only to be caught by my planned trigger of the cage, ultimately capturing him until I could appropriately reveal him in a grandiose fashion. But Linda said that was stupid. No, I said it was not possible. Same thing. Actually, I noticed the display moved slightly after we heard a sneeze from inside the pedestal during our investigation. Looking closely, I realized the pedestal was not made from the same material the museum usually makes theirs out of. I made the connection that the only thief who would attempt to pull off such a ruse would be Jean Dugan. I still like my idea better. Either way, isn't there something you'd like to say to us, Daybreak? You did good, Midnight. <clears throat> you too, Linda. And? And you too win the bet. Excellent news. You can send the lobster tails and steaks to our office. No one said anything about lobster tails. Now, now. No need to be a sore loser. Don't start backpedaling on the agreement. Now, wait a minute. Don't make me fight you, Daybreak Dumbshoe. I have you know my lightning-fast moves are quite feared in some small counties in the Midwest. Also, Linda lets me have swords now. One swing of my mighty... What? Really? Hey, let me out of here. Midnight, are you okay? No, no, it's all right, Linda. However, it looks like our friend the Daybreak Gumshoe will be locked up for a few minutes. That's not funny. Quiet, you. And that was another exciting episode of The Midnight Sleuth, brought to you by Opal Brand Soap. Opal Soap, cleaning your body and your mind. Tonight's episode, So Many Jewels, So Little Timons, was written and edited by Jeff Bell, with additional material by Dan Casey, Omid Niliram, and T.C. DeWitt. Tonight's players, Dan Casey as the Midnight Sleuth, Kimberly Casey as Linda Talbot, Zach Ziegler as the Daybreak Gumshoe, Bill Corey as Detective Howard, Omid Niliram as Barnes, Jeff Bell as Charlie, 
and T.C. DeWitt as Jean Digon. Join us next time for another exciting episode of The Midnight Sleuth. For more information about this and other programming, visit our official website at www.ghostat.net.